For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation.
everyone, to WCW Retro. I am your host for the evening, Papa Stro, the Maestro of Wrestling. Great to have you with us tonight. Tonight is Terry Funk night. Yep, my Uncle Terry Funk is the topic of discussion tonight for tonight's WCW Retro. Looking forward to uh, sharing some great Terry Funk stories with you all. And being with you all, as always, uh, bringing back some wrestling nostalgia, some great memories from the past, and so much more. This is a place to be, folks, where we talk about past, present, and future professional wrestling. You never know who's going to call in. It's half the fun right here at WCW Retro on the VOCNation.com network. Support us, uh, all the great podcasts on VOCNation.com. Uh, we've got some great programming uh, in the room. For example, every Tuesday night at 9, um, Shelly Martinez and Wrestling with History with Bruce Ford, Ken Resnick, and the legendary Bill After every Wednesday uh, Chile Martinez at 6, uh, and Wrestling with History at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plus, of course, WCW Retro, your Thursday night at 9. Uh, wrestling uh, with Problems, uh, Sassy Steph podcast. Uh, gosh, uh, we got the, Raging, the legendary Raging Bull Manny Fernandez doing a podcast with us. Uh, so, so much more. Uh, Briscoe and Big Ace. Uh, it's this is the place to be VOCNation.com to get your uh, wrestling podcast programming fix, if you will. And uh, we're we're making headlines, man. Uh, we're uh, acing it in India, uh, UK, uh, China, uh, all over the world. Uh, VOC Nation is really making it happen. So uh, thank you for your support. Continue support it. Uh, VOCNation.com, and hopefully we can hit number one spot in the U.S. for sure. So, uh, but thank you guys so much, and keep on supporting us. Support us also on Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation, and get your favorite VOCNation t-shirt today, including, of course, WCW Retro t-shirt, and one of yours truly, Papa Stro, the four faces of Stro, joins us revolution. All on sale now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation and proceeds to help benefit our network. So thank you so much for your support. Uh, I'd like to, before we get to taking callers in and talking Terry Funk tonight, I'd like to uh, make a few announcements on shout-outs, if you will. First off, <clears throat> shout-outs to my friends in the Lost in the Funhouse podcast on YouTube, Greg Bo Blondie and Antler Hill. Look them up on YouTube, Lost in the Funhouse, in the search. Uh Official Special Friends, OfficialSpecialFriends.com, uh, Masters of Ring Entertainment, and Masters of Ring Entertainment.com, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling at the Maritimes in Canada. Look, look them up. Get the latest on them at Facebook.com slash IHW Wrestling. Uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, check them out at CaulifleyAlleyClub.org. O-R-G. Uh, I'm going to be on set soon for an upcoming film called The Devil's Daughter, which I'll be starring as Dr. Jeremy Arkham in, in that upcoming film. And for more updates and information, go to facebook.com slash Daughter. Also going to be uh, on set later on this year for the fourth season of the Dust series, which I star as the chief. And for the latest, and to check out all three seasons of the Dust Series so far, go to Avail TV at availfilms.com, which A-V-A-L films.com, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash dust series, D-U-S-K series. I'm also going to be in a horror movie later on this year called Stench of Iniquity, which I'll be starring 
as an ancient vampire named Abba in the film. And for more info, info on that and updates, go to facebook.com slash stench of iniquity. Uh, tomorrow night's my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the maestro, in which uh, tomorrow night, midnight Eastern Standard Time's feature will be the monster maker for the 50s, so please tune in. And to support anything that's Papa Stro online, go to my official website, thestro.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com, merchandise, thestro.com slash merchandise. Uh, Twitter at sign the stro, Instagram at stro maestro, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash stro maestro. I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash real papa stro. And if you'd like to make a donation, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc., what have you. And thank you for those that have already donated. Much love and appreciation for that. If you'd like to donate, send it to my PayPal at paypal.me slash papa stro. And if you'd like to be a future guest on WCW Retro, hit me up. Shoot me an email, wcwretro at yahoo.com. It gets you some exposure, if you will. And for bookings, for TV, wrestling, film, Comic-Cons, endorsements, commercials, charities, interviews, uh, radio, uh, TV spots, autograph signings, etc., I do a lot these days. Send it to me, yours truly. At Strofoya, S-T-R-O, number 4-Y-A, at yahoo.com. And thank you guys for being here, man. Uh, it's always a good time right here in WCW Retro. And it's a reminder, anytime you guys like to call into the Night's Live podcast, you can do so. Call in at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And tonight is Terry Funk night. So bring your best Terry Funk story to the table tonight. WCW Retro. We'll be taking our first commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be talking Terry Funk right here on WCW Retro. With that, let's find something, a cool theme to uh, go to the commercial with here. Oh, let's see. Oh, man, so many cool ones here. I'm, I'm gathering quite the collection. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's go with um, some Sid Vicious. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too. Right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. 
Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th, featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. That on July the 1st, right here on Superstation TBS, he will make his announcement whether to surrender the championship or to defend the championship. But I'll tell you this, off the record, he said he was going to take care of you one way or the other somewhere down the line, my friend. Oh, let me tell you something, Jim Ross, and you simple-minded people. I had a dream last night. Oh, yes, and it was a beautiful dream. I dreamed that I was on the front porch of the Double Cross Ranch, and my father, who's long since gone, was there in a swing swinging with me. And up drove a long black limousine, and the left front fender was in and in, and the door opened and out, stepped a beautiful lady. 
and my God is good. Woman, what happened to your left front fender? Because you think I ran over some kind of an animal on the road. I don't know what it was. My daddy said, well, what did it look like? And she said, well, it had great big ears. And it had nostrils, big, huge nostrils, about five inches apart. And it had horse teeth. And it smelled real bad. And my daddy said, my world, girl, you must have ran over a jackass. And I said, what did it smell like? She said, it smelled like pure spray and cheap cologne. I said, woman, you didn't run over any jackass. You ran over Rick Flair. Is he dead? She says, no. But the last time I saw him, he was running scared. Well, let me tell you something, Rick Flair. You look at me in the eye because I am looking at you. You realize that you must live not in the future because there is none. You must live in the past. Give up that belt or I'll stick your neck out one more time for me. Stick it out for me, Flair. You gutless individual! I'm talking to you! Stick it out! Stick it out! <laughs> A classic Uncle Terry Funk promo right here for you folks. Uh, good times, man. Uh, tonight's Terry Funk night here in WCW Retro. So call in, give your favorite Terry Funk story. You can call in at uh, 914-338-1885. Once again, the number is 914 914- Three three eight one eight eight five, and oh, the calls are lining up. Let's let's get to them. Let's get this party started. Terry Fog Night on WCW Retro. Let's do this. Eight four three area code. Welcome to WCW Retro. What's up, brother? Hello. <laughs> Hello, Vel. Amazing Vel, but how you doing, brother? Uh, a little worn out today. Oh Coming man. Got to me today, but yeah, I'm still kicking. Oh man, good times, huh? <laughs> yeah. We call radiation oh, team of good times. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I thought you were doing something else. No. <laughs> <It was laughs> I wish. Life. Right. Oh I, my god. I wish that would have been you, even man. better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was absolutely. And I got a big day tomorrow. I just want to. Listen to a little bit of this and, and chat a minute. I don't want to stomach to stay on the whole time. I got a big day tomorrow. Well, I got brother, stay on, stay on all your legs. Yeah. You know you're always welcome. And then you know you're I always know. welcome. And then you, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's Terry Funk night, man. Uh, you got any cool Terry know, Funk right? stories you want to share with us, my man? Uh, you know, other than the. Not really. I mean, there's so man, there's so many, dude. I couldn't even start. I couldn't even think of any today. Actually, I didn't even look any up. I was so busy. But uh, well, what comes to mind? I mean, Terry <laughs> ter, uh, Terry Funk and Cactus Jack in Japan was pretty funny. The promos for that were pretty pretty oh, wild God. and crazy. Yes, uh, man. You know, and then the uh, barbed wire exploding, you know, exploding thing, Matt. Oh, that was those guys were nuts. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh Terry yeah. did that in his older years, you know, when he should have, yeah. you know, hung up the boots, but he didn't. 
and became Chainsaw Char- Chainsaw Charlie. That was funny too. <laughs> yeah. But, and and, I mean, and, and you know like I said, all this in his latter him. years in his career, you know what I mean? Right, and the God bless him for being able to do that. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can wrestle into their 60s, you know, and well into their 60s, uh, for that matter. So, I mean, God bless him for that. Right, so, absolutely. I mean, he was just a one tough hombre. You know, he had a great career. You know, he'd been in several movies. I mean, he, you know, he good life, man. He was living it. He was living the dream oh, that we all wanted to have. Yeah, it, it, he branched out in so many avenues in his career, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. He was everywhere. You know what? That, that, kudos to him for being able to do that. You know, even, even you know, at the height of his career and then into his latter years. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's making friends with a man's with, man. With Sylvester Stallone and Hollywood and everything, man. I mean, gosh. Oh yeah. It's it's amazing, you know, where what all he's been. Yeah, and then in, with Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. Um, yeah. All that fun stuff. I mean, that was a great movie, but he well, was his he what was a film, right? in that one too. Oh yeah, he was. he was great in that too. You know, but uh, hey. Kudos to him for being able to do all those things that we all wanted to do. You know, he was a trailblazer, you know, so God love him. Well, right. And he also had, yeah, he, he dabbled in, in the, he made his own <laughs> album, I think. I think he made his own album. Yeah, I think he, he, did. He, yeah. He said, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he played that, some wild. crazy stuff. <laughs> but you got to oh, love him fact, for I, that. I, 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 I got a I got a clip from one of his songs right here called Great Texan. You wanna hear it a little bit of it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, here here we go. Oh my God! Oh gosh, Terry's amazing. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a cool dude, and he gave so much back to the business. It wasn't even funny. So much. Oh yeah, back. unbelievable. You know. Oh, he's got, he's got a song on here called Barbara Streisand's Nose. That's hilarious. Oh, dude, Jesus. <laughs> I got, I got it. I got to hear just a little bit of this. Oh God, I, I okay. let me play this. Practical jokes he played on people. Oh gosh, 
Because you know he did. I'll, I'll never. You know he oh, did. Yeah. Oh God. He. Uh, I remember. I think. I think he was uh, going to wrestle one time. Uh, the guy that did the whole uh, the demon kiss demon thing, Dale Torberg, right? Yeah. Uh, and the TV taping, and, he, and and Dale Torberg was all nervous because he's never been to Ring of Terry Funk before, right? And he's like, uh, "Oh my God!" You know, he does all this hardcore. St- he, he thought he's gonna do all the hardcore stuff, right? Like the ECW, right? Right. But uh, but Terry just had a wrestling match, and and his finish. <laughs> you gonna laugh at this? Terry's finish was the Kiwi roll. <laughs> Kiwi roll. Oh man, funny. freaked out Dale, man. He said, "Oh, was... I bet he did." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, not many people realized it, but before the hardcore stuff, Terry could, was a great wrestler. Oh, you know, he was a hell of a wrestler. Technical wrestler, one yeah. of the best. Yeah. I mean, him and Dory, look I at think. Him, yeah, him and Dory were against the Briscoes. They had a lot of great technical matches. I mean, and they were the only two, I think, that held the NWA title. Like brothers? I think. Yep. yep. If I'm not mistaken, him and uh, Dory Funk Jr. Know, that's all I know. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Those guys are awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Terry's Tim. I remember, I remember the first promo I saw Terry do, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and it was, uh, well, I, now this wasn't the first one. This was the first one when I was in, like, w, like, like doing the whole WCW thing, right? And uh, uh-huh. he, he he did the, and he did was talking about bit where uh, he was in, sitting on the front porch and the sheriff came up to him and said, uh, oh, let me put it in Terry Funk's voice for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the sheriff came up to my porch and he said, Terry Funk, you're under arrest. And I said, my God, what for? And he said, for beating up a woman in Nashville, Tennessee. And I kicked back in my rocking chair and I laughed and I said, sheriff, that was no woman. That was Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! He was great. He kills me. Oh my God! He's he too much. <laughs> I love Terry. But yeah, what a great. Remember, remember the uh, the Thunderdome match, the oh, Halloween yeah, Havoc yeah. match. Yep. Him, Muda, Ric Flair, and Sting. Wow. That was a heck of a match. That was crazy. That was really a, no. a fun time, but it was great to watch. Great to be a fan. Oh at my that god! Point. Yeah, Ole Anderson was the enforcer in that match. I think, and uh, um, I, I, and Muda had to put I out a fire, Muda. a legit fire. <laughs> yeah, with Miss, <laughs> this Miss. <laughs> he put up. There was a fire in the cage because the cage was supposed to be electrified, and. uh Oh, that's Ruder right. climbed up the ca- climbed up the cage and missed the, missed out the flame with his mist. <laughs> that's funny. I have to go back and re- look at that. I I kind of sort of remember that. But that's oh, Terry, crazy. man, he was all over it. Terry was climbing that cage like the monkey bars and the oh. yeah, he was, he was <laughs> out there, man. Oh, oh my god. And can you believe that? You can't believe it's like moon salt in his latter ears. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, where the hell is he going? And then he does a moon salt. You're like, shut up. <laughs> 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 you know, it was like, what? He's like, 
you could, I could show you a thing or two. I can do that moonsault as well as anybody. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah, Mick Foley said that Terry was the one that talked him into doing the thing off the cage at Hell in a Cell. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, that's he was talking to him the night before, and and Terry was like, and Terry was just saying his rib. He didn't think he'd actually take him up on it, right? He he, he said, what? you know, that's it'd what be he cool did. if he jump off of that dead gum cage and. <laughs> Tell <laughs> if he didn't do it. I can't do Terry oh will you like I'm sorry. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Geez. But yeah, he did talk to him about it and, and then what the hell he did it. He sure did. Well And Terry was the one to bite him some time when you got that first concussion in that match. Remember he brawled with the Undertaker yep. for a bit? Yep. Because he he knew Mick had to get his they didn't know what bearings together. Right. They didn't know what was up, <laughs> right. They didn't know if he was coming back, how bad off he was. They didn't know anything at that point, and he just gets up and comes back. <laughs> and the look on Vince McMahon's face, oh my God, it's priceless. Like my God, he was yeah, in shock. Well, Vince was like, Vince was like, this is a lawsuit about to happen. <laughs> oh That's my, what he was thinking. right? Oh, geez. he's like, I, I, oh. this guy just got up and went back. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a night, man! I, I was, I mean. My God, I mean, Mick's lucky to be alive after that night. Good Lord. Oh, absolutely. It was funny that uh, Britt Baker said that uh, it took Mick Foley 20 years to become a hardcore legend to her one night. And yeah, then Mick Foley what tweeted, a promo, right? Mick Foley tweeted this morning. Mick, Mick Foley tweeted this morning. He goes, the real Britt, Britt Baker, he goes, that comment kind of stung a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> But you know, oh, oh. she's doing her thing, man. She's got all, good for she's her. Got the look, yeah. she's got the work. She's got, uh, uh, you know, uh, the mic skills. She's she's the full package for the women's division. Oh, yeah. Her and Thunder Rosa took over the world that night, man. That match is unreal. And I'm, and I'm and I'm happy for Thunder Rosa only being in the ring, not you know, but maybe five years tops at this point. Oh, you yeah, know, she's natural and she's. She's done very well. Well, you know, she does judo and jujitsu and all that other stuff too. So. Oh yes. Oh, she, badass. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Oh no, she is. The only thing that bothers me is with her is a few of the things she does on social media that I think she should chill out a little bit on some of that stuff that she's putting on social media. Uh, oh okay. With the pictures and the photos of her half naked and stuff. You don't need to do uh, that when you can work. If you can work, oh, you don't yeah. need to do that. That's for that's for somebody who can't work, like Tori Wilson or you know, or uh, what's it, Kelly Kelly. You know, all them when them Playboy because they I mean, well, Tori can work, but she didn't want to. She didn't want to do all the stuff they asked her to do in WWE. But uh, but the rest of them were horrible. So what they do, they became you know TNA for everybody. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Can't, if you don't, you can't do I that. mean, that should be a choice. If you don't, if you don't need to do it, why do it, right? She doesn't need to if do you're it. That she doesn't need to no. do it. She's talented. Oh God, she no. doesn't need to do it. It's like it's like Anna J and Tay Conti. They're great looking chicks, but they're not doing that. Yeah, right. You know? And uh, Mandy Tay Conti, she's, okay. got, she's she like jujitsu and all that, man. She's 
Oh, <laughs> my God, tough she's one. badass, dude. She ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. I watched some of her workouts that she's posted. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh-uh, I'm good. You ain't kicking my ass. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm like, nope. I couldn't even block half that crap. I'm like, nope, I just lay on the floor in a, in a ball until you're done. And then when you're done, you know, or walk away and left, I'll get up. <laughs> I, I remember no, there was a video package of um, Seamus trying to work out with Oscar, right? And Oscar yeah. blew him up so bad. Seamus was laying on the floor, right? And uh, Oscar, <laughs> you know, she, she, ju- she jumped on him and said, hey, wait a minute. We got to do two more reps. We're not done yet. Get up. And, and she was like, oh, my God. She, oh, she's That's a machine, funny. man. Yeah, she is. But, yeah. But you know what? They've been doing it. They've been doing that so long since they were, like, nine, eight, nine years old. Oh, you know? yeah, they trained so early, that's yeah. That's bred into their body. That's bred into her body, and that's what she knows. And so that's what she's going to do, you know. Once you've done it for so long, because she's 40 years old, you know. She's done it for so mm-hmm. long. It's just natural at this point. Oh, right, yeah. And she's got metabolism, man, because, I mean, she, that girl oh could God, eat. She's you seen her YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, she can eat, but she also works her butt off, though, When you, as you said. Oh, yeah, bless bless her heart. She's she's oh man it's amazing I um I I remember another one I wouldn't work out with <laughs> oh god I remember one time the uh I think it was Lil Guido was tearing Terry Frank about uh Ronda Rousey possibly uh doing the, the remake of the Roadhouse movie and Ronda Rousey's taking his role right oh yeah and uh, and Terry just like. He could have probed on the Rousey. <laughs> so I don't need, I don't need to get in the octagon and go all these rounds to kick her ass. <laughs> Let me at her, ring that bell. <laughs> oh jeez, Terry's too much. Terry is too much. but he's great. Oh, great oh yeah, he did. yeah. He, I mean, just he he inspired so many people in the business, man. I swear. Oh yeah, I mean, just look at his his natural talent, uh, then his athletic ability, combined with the great psychology that him and his, his brother were instilled in by their father, uh, and everybody else they were with. I mean, they were in a different era than all of us, even though they they blended through the greatest time in professional wrestling. Um, right. But they blended all the way through, and you know, if you can do that. You know, as an old school guy and still be able to get your story across, your character across, everything that you do, then you're doing it right. These kids today are just, I think somebody listened to me or bugged my mm-hmm. house. Because QT Marshall said last night that, uh, he goes, yeah, people are saying that I got my job because I'm Cody's friend. And I went, no, yet. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but it's a truth. Uh, I mean, come uh, on, you're good, you're you're good wrestler, and all that, but come on, man. I mean, I me mean, really, just be realistic about all of this. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually yeah. see where that whole thing goes with JT Marshall and the the Rhodes. Well, he's supposed to wrestle. Supposedly supposed to wrestle Cody in an exhibition, and Arn Anderson's supposed to be the referee for next week. So oh I have a feeling QT's going to turn on him and hurt him again, and hit, and he's going to hit Anderson. You know that might That's be a good feud. 
with him it and would Rose. Be a good pick. I'd buy JT. it, and I would buy it. Yeah, I'd buy it because yeah. it's going to be good. You know, yeah. He is a good wrestler. QT Morris is a good wrestler. He's not dummy by any means. Uh, no, no. But, you know, but, you know, this is if this is his time to shine, boy, you better take it. Take it while you got the opportunity. You I don't kidding. care if you're friends. I don't care if you were Tony Khan's roommate in college. Don't care. You better take it while you get it. Right. Yeah, so, and hopefully he can run with it and do something with it. Oh yeah, right. Hopefully he can run with it and do something with it, and uh, it makes sense. You know, as long as they make sense, I have no issue with it because I know it's going to be. All I want to see him is turn on him and then hit and then knock out uh, Anderson, and then it'll be off to the races at that point. Right. So I think it'd be yeah, awesome that, if they do yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That feud for sure. Yeah, and I want to. Yeah, and I want to see Brian Cage move over and be with Sting and Darby Allen and leave Taz. Uh, yep, yeah, that's coming. And I, I think yeah, Brian I mean, Cage would be well, a, 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 a good uh, fan favorite there for AW. Well, he was a fan favorite in Impact for a while, and you know, so... Right. I don't see why that can't happen again. You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. You know, with Impact, uh, there's another uh, situation there where, you know, their allegiance with AEW now, I mean, was uh, hopefully to help spike their ratings, right? But evidently the ratings are still kind of struggling, if you will. Well, they're struggling. The, per- the company that owns them also bought Access TV so they can have them exclusively on there, which is not mm-hmm. working out either. Um, that's why the that's why the Khan family is buying commercial packages on their program right? So to keep them afloat. Basically, it's helping them pay the bills. And uh, but, my thing is, well, I, I, I don't know how you're paying anybody that's on that in that company. If they're not leaving or, you know, jumping ship somewhere else, I, I'm surprised. Because if they're not receiving a full paycheck, what's the point of staying? They actually breached on your contract. Right. You didn't breach on their contract. They breached on yours. So... Yeah, that's you true. could have a good lawyer. You could get the you get the heck out of there now and be like, "Man, nah, I ain't got a no compete compete clause anywhere. I'm gone." You know, but, you know, a recent Sting interview. He uh, mentioned that Tony Khan to, to help him train for his uh, return to the ring actually bought him uh-huh. a ring. Bought Sting a ring Damn. and asked if there's anywhere he can put it. And it so happens that Sting had a barn he can put it in to train. And uh, I thought that was like. Wow, that's really cool that he would buy him a ring. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we already had this conversation before. If he was a study of Bill Watts, he ain't dead yet. Go go pick his brain there, Tony. Right. You know? Oh God, yes. If, if you're if you think if you think you're screwing up writing the show and people are getting mad, go pick his brain. He's gonna tell you. He'll probably the first thing he'll probably tell you is get rid of the young bucks, get rid of the the Lucha Brothers. Get rid of these people. He'd probably tell you that. Don't need all that mess. Get those young boys off TV and train them. You know? And you then know, that big that, 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 I'm glad you brought that you know. up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because you, I I have some people, like, every now and then coming to me, what some of these old-timers would think about the way they wrestling today, and I just kind of look at them, and I, I want to comment, but I, 
I'm afraid if I do, I'd be hurting some feelings. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm getting too old for that hurting a feeling, getting butt hurt mess. You know what? Get over yourself. This is professional. Yeah, because you know they, you know what they would say, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know they would say. Uh, they'd be whining uh-huh. like crazy. But oh, you know, my God. Because we'd have Twitter the back then. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? But the truth hurts. The truth really hurts. And you, if you're not truthful, you're hurting your own product. Oh, yeah. You're not helping the oh, business, yeah. and you're making yourself look dumb. In the, like, and I, I'm not going to say his name because, it, you know, but somebody said that they look like a startup. They look. They they got the money and they got the money back, in, but they look like they're a startup indie because of mm. what's going on there. That's ridiculous. Get it under control. Yeah. You've got enough people. Don't find any more people. You're not going anywhere yet. You're not gonna even if you get a ten thousand seat arena and they're only gonna let two thousand in there. You wasted ten thousand dollars on an arena, which only two thousand. You didn't even break even. It paid for tickets. Right. So. You know, are you hoping you're going to sell some gimmicks and make some money? Huh. Okay, 2,000 people buy one thing at $25. You still didn't make enough money. So oh, my goodness. chill out with all the hiring all these people. And, I, you know, you know I, wish to, I wish Terry was was more active in his prime today because he oh, really he, could help out he a lot oh, of people, yeah, man. But he, he would put them straight, though. He'd have he'd have mm-hmm. the nightmare factory straight. They'd be working out. Mm-hmm. If they didn't want to work out, they'd be gone. You're on your phone. He'd probably go over there and break the damn phone. And tell oh him, my god! <laughs> or they're playing video imagine? games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. If you're doing all that, you're not. Pe- and, and I understand saying that as far as they're gonna go is getting in this door and standing there next to the ring. Okay, there's people yeah. standing outside that door trying to get to that point where they're standing, but they also want to learn and they want to work. Get rid of the ones right. ain't doing crap. And, and there's a time and place for that. You could still do that stuff and and still be serious in training, but you got you got to apply yourself. You know what I mean? Like you said. Well, not only that is just you know there's people in that company that really need work, that need to be in the right. gym, working out in the ring constantly, and then doing better on dark or if they get a shot on dynamite. They need to be working. Of course. So, where's you know, all that You know, at? Big Show, Paul White, he was, talk, he was talking about when he was uh, training to to, to uh, wrestle Hulk Hogan in WCW, right? He, mm-hmm. he Recently in the interview, he, he mentioned how uh, rigorous the workouts were with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan prior to uh, Working. You know, their match, right? Because they they were they put them through it, and like they said, after the workouts, they had brought a, uh, a second bag with them, and he didn't know what was the second bag, but it, the second bag was the extra change of clothes for workout two. <laughs> oh, like, oh my God, <laughs> But but not That's many boring. people know how hard Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, you know, worked down, you know, worked out. I mean, they were serious about their stuff, man. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're on top, you gotta be. When you're the guys right. that are on top and you're running and you're running the place, like they were, then absolutely, you got to uh, you got to stay tip top shape. You got to be present. You got to be accounted for. I mean, all that stuff goes with it. 
I mean, right. you can't, if you slack off, then, you know, there's that guy waiting for you to do that and mess up so they can go, oh, I tripped him up. I'm going to take that spot now. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's why Hogan I... was the way he was. Uh, it, it, you know, I was watching some old Terry, and we talking about he, he used to sing and do a bunch of stuff. I think they had some comic bu- a comic book after him one time, if I'm not mistaken, huh. over there in Japan. Didn't know that because they had comic books for Liger and Vader and all that. Oh yeah, I knew that. Over Vader, there one yeah. time. Huh. Well, they love Terry, man. Oh my god. Little and and every time he'd make a comeback too. and throw those fists <laughs> up, man, the, those the crowd would go crazy. Oh there. yeah. I got this Brandon Iron. <laughs> I love the oh, yeah. That was awesome. I, that I, was I thought fun. the combination of him and Gary Hart was genius. Whoever oh, put those two together. Please. Yeah, yeah. Whoever put those two together should have gotten paid. Put those two right. guys together. Let's see what happens. Sit back and eat some popcorn and let's see the magic happen. And it did. It happened. The one thing I, mean, the, the only on. thing I wish... I mean, I wish would have went down. You know, being Terry Funk was. A, I, I kind of wish that he would have had to hold the title for one more time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. In his return. And, and can you imagine that if, nice. if not, like the New York Knockout Class of Champions was was the match where Terry would defend the, actually defend the world title against Ric Flair and Ric Flair. Would regain the title that night. I mean, can you imagine how bigger, uh, even bigger that would have been? That would have been way bigger. Yeah, it would have. It would have really put a staple on wrestling at the time. But you know what? We are the best. This is the best in the world. You're watching it. This is what's oh, going God, on, yeah. and this is what's happening. So I mean, yeah, it's I mean, one of my it, favorite it matches the ever. Wrestling. Right. Well, it could have changed. It could have changed the 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 world of wrestling as we see it today. So, oh, I mean, no doubt. And Terry yeah, and Rick, I man, it, they, they had they had such magic together, man. Oh my god! Oh yeah, they were they were, exactly. I mean, they they didn't even have to. I'm sure they planned a few things, but they probably said, you know what, let's go. We know what to do. Let's roll with it. And that's probably what they did, because a lot of times I've had matches where didn't say a word in the locker room. We knew what the ending. We knew what we were gonna do at the end. Let's go. Right. And that was it. It was. I've had lot. Some of my best matches were that way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because so, you you never know you never know what's really going to work until you get out there. A lot of times. Yeah, because sometimes you, you change it up because you know if something's going to happen. Like if this guy's getting some mad heat, you know, and you say I'm gonna get a quick spot, but cut me off quick, you know, and boom, mm-hmm. you know, let them people just eat it. Eat it. Let him get a hope for a minute, and then let him. Just, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> exactly. You know, put you him in the palm driver and gave Ric Flair. Yeah, you remember the palm yeah, driver gave Ric Flair on the table, right? And they almost yeah, that was they're almost uh, but banged up each other doing it. <laughs> because the table fell halfway apart on the way down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rick Terry Rick, was trying to get we, that thing set up. Yeah. Rick was talking about I said, Terry, you damn near killed me. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was so funny. I've heard that story a couple times. Oh, he was funny about it. He goes, man, he goes, we were out there. He couldn't get that damn table set up for nothing. Then he tried to kill me with the ball drop. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair. Oh, Jesus. Terry was a you know, man, uh, but Terry was a man's man, but go ahead. I ain't seen that done since uh, the bit years ago in Memphis where Macho Man piled drive Ricky Morton on the table. It was a, a tag <laughs> match. It was Macho Man and Lanny yeah. Poffo tagging against the Rock and Roll Express. And at the end of the match, oh. uh, Savage ended up pile driving Ricky at the Mid-South Coliseum. But I ain't seen that done since then. So that was that was pretty big. Oh, uh, you know, those are, somebody needs to do that now, but you need to do it to, like, Tully Blanchard. You know, oh, God. I'm just saying, Tully, I mean, there's a way to get Doesn't Tully look if, amazing? If Shaq, if, yes, he does. If Shaq can go through two tables as big as he is from how far he went down, I think they can oh, do, they can pull the they can pull that off. Hurt the hurt the oh, manager yeah. of the new pack of guys they got. I don't even know what they're called that, you know. Anyway, that of oh, the pinnacle. Oh the you, pinnacle. Uh, you, yeah. You hurt <laughs> you you hurt him? Oh. Oh. You know, that'd be on oh, yeah. it would be on, on, on. What a group. I, I'm digging the whole season. pinnacle deal at AW, man. Dude, I'm digging these guys. Except one person. I'm digging it, but one person's got to go, and they need to replace him with somebody. Let me guess. Sean Spears. Sean ah. Spears got to go. <laughs> got to go. They everybody's giving him a hundred chances to get better in the ring, and it's not happening. I don't know what oh, he's man. doing, it, it, he's got to get better. He looks so different than everybody else, don't he? Yeah. In that group. But not only that, but I'm just saying he's got his work's got to get a little bit better and a little bit safer. That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. I mean, to me, when I watch him, I cringe sometimes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he'll be the one. Yeah. He'll, he'll be the one they'll kick out. You watch when they start kicking people out. He'll be the first one. Yeah. Sean Spears. I would. I would like to see. Now, if they were ever to replace somebody, I think the biggest swerve. To ever do to put with them would be um, Hangman Adam Page. Oh God, yes. Be biggest swerve on all of them. Oh yeah. Now, right what, can now you imagine Adam Page with, with that group? Yeah. Oof. That's what I'm saying. He's hanging with the, the Dark Order. We'll see how long that lasts. I I would see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see him doing something else with anybody. I like when they kicked out. But I thought Sammy Guevara was going to be out. I could have taken, as a manager, I could have taken Sammy Guevara and Adam Page and put them together and say, we're going to start at the bottom. But by the end of the year, we'll be tag team champions. Don't care who's holding them. And go through the whole list. Just run them through the whole list and beat every one of them. Let them do it. Let them beat every single tag team they face until they get to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And then, then three, four months down the road, Somebody finally, like FTR, finally comes back and, and takes the belts back from them. That would be such a great thing to see as they beat every single tag team that they ever faced. Well, now they get the inner circle as baby things. faces, right? They're fan favorites now, oh apparently. Oh, my God. Well, I think, but yeah, but no, here's, right? the, here's the thing with Jericho. <laughs> Jericho doesn't need the rest of those guys. He should be on his own. No. I'm, I'm totally, you know I what I'm agree. saying? I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it's going to disband at some point because I think he's going to take a break and be on the announce team. I think that's what's going to happen. I I, I kind of figured that, but we'll see what happens. He's got to finish what he what he started with MJF, and then he'll probably take a break or might be done. Don't know. He turns fifty this year, mm. doesn't he? 
I think so. I mean, you still probably got some gas in the tank, but I mean, how much longer do you want to keep doing it, though? You know what I'm saying? You know, we all yeah. we both know how how rough it is when you get. I mean, you want to you want to everybody wants to work as long as they can, but then your body always tells you, guess what? You ain't working. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're not doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's but, a, yeah. You know, He'll let I'm you know. I, I'm sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll let you know. But my thing is, you look at the, you look at the. He only took that last break when he left, before AEW mm-hmm. was 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 started. He only had a very short break because he was in Japan. He had gone to Mexico. Mm-hmm. He had taken a little break. It was, you know, because when Vince said, you know, when Vince heard word of there was something in the working with Cody, he was trying to get Jericho back, and Jericho went, ah, no. Not not signing a contract with you, and he went, and I heard Vince went eight months. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it eight months later, we have AEW. Right. So. Right. It'd be I'm interesting to see saying. where. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be I mean, interesting where that goes. With that. Did you catch it? Right. Eh. Did you catch the interview that Stone Cold? Steve Austin did with uh, Randy Orton. I did not. I was yep. going to watch it. I just hadn't had time. I've only seen highlights so far, but I'm, I'm going to check out the full thing pretty soon. But yeah, I want to check it from out, what too. I, what I saw was interesting. What I saw was really interesting stuff. Well, that's good. I, I definitely want to watch it. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, definitely with you he, on he, that. He, he, was, he was doing the Ward Association with what, one of the bits I saw with Steve Austin and Austin oh, yeah. mentioned, uh, he mentioned uh, a, a favorite uh, fast food. He said Big Mac. Um, <laughs> he said uh, Tommaso Ciampa from NXT. He said short. And uh, <laughs> he didn't, And then Austin mentioned Nia Jax. And he, he looked, or Andy looked at Steve. He said, not so short. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, you had some funny answers, man. Randy was killing me. Well, you know, Randy, <laughs> Randy, dude, he doesn't get a chance to show that. Right. You know, they got him so serious all the time. I've seen some of the videos when they when they kicked every when Vince told everybody to get off social media. You know, he did stop his. He did. He was probably one yeah. of the few that said, "Okay, yeah, I'm good." But I saw some video of him being at home, and uh. With his new with the, with the wife and all that, and I guess yeah, I don't know if he has kids or not. Yeah, I think he has one kid. I don't know how many he's got. Mm-hmm. But there was kids in the pool with him, and they were he was giving them, you know, RKOs into the pool, and then he bought like a little mini scooter, and then he started yeah. riding around, and the wife said, "You're gonna fall down, and bust your tail," and he <laughs> almost did. That was funny. Oh my god! But I've seen all kind of those videos of him doing just crazy stuff. But then he was smart yeah. when Vince was talking about the social media. I haven't seen him anywhere on social media anymore. I, that's good for him because he, he doesn't need to do all that either. Get caught up in some little, <laughs> some fan or some chick saying, "Oh, he was with me. He owes me money." Yeah, shut up. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Randy Orton, I, I saw a funny video a while back of Dallas Page, DDP uh, playing video games with uh, Scott Hall. Oh, and they're Lord. trying to pick their char- 
they're trying to pick their characters, right? And you see, uh-huh. and then the game's got all kinds of versions of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, NWO, and all that, right? And and uh-huh. Dallas was pissed because you couldn't find any version of him in it, right? So he gets <laughs> mad, walks off, and and it's called Scott was ribbing him. He said, hey, you can be Randy Orton. I heard he's got a cool finish. Of course, his finish is... Oh. <laughs> wow. That's oh, funny. Dude. Oh, my God. That's this funny. hysterical, man. Oh, we're going to join... Professor Steve's joined us, man. Let's just bring him on in here. Uh, Steve, welcome cool. back. How you doing? Um, I got to mute a second. I got to talk to the wife a second. You can talk to Steve for a second. Uh, oh, you got it. Right I was going to say... I enjoy right. a good uh, velvet uh, brow beating that was uh, happening. <laughs> <earlier. laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, did you did you catch the uh, the the bit I was telling about DDP getting mad because he couldn't find a version of him in the video game playing with Scott Hall, and, and Scott Scott he walks off and Scott says, "Hey hey hey Dally, you can be." Uh, Randy Orton heard he's got a cool finish. <laughs> of course, he does his finish. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, classic. Yeah, we're talking about some Terry Funk tonight, Steve. I know you got some cool Terry Funk stories you'd like to share. Lay it on us, man. Yeah, I was watching the uh, Funk Brothers, which is Terry uh, and Terry Gordon, and uh, you were playing mm. the clip earlier of the promo after we. He was uh, repeating forever. His, uh, oh man, I still get chills when I hear that. All Japan. Yeah, yeah. it's um, amazing. It's funny how you've had so many tournament matches after, but in that moment, in the vacuum, it's just really epic. Oh God, yes. They they loved him in Japan, man. Oh my God, they loved Terry. Yeah. um... I think uh, I was listening to Corny and uh, Brian last talk about his Japan work, and I didn't know that he would have to he would shave his face just because he was a fan favorite in Japan. It was a pretty cool uh, trivia. Like, didn't even think about that because he was a a villain in the states, but he would be a beloved fan favorite in Japan. Yeah, yeah, they were that way back then, you know what I mean? Back then, it was all about the look, you know what I'm saying, for baby faces and heels. And um, it's interesting that I think him and Dory are the only brother, uh, two brothers that won the NWA title, heavyweight title. Like, yeah, to this day. That's wild. Um, I know... Um, Sean Stasiak wanted to uh, win a world title in WWE because of uh, his dad, Stan Stasiak. That would have been interesting right. if I ever played out, but he never happened. See, I, I was God, man, that's just it. That family's got so much history there. You would think they would have, you know what I mean? But, but he was it is what it is, right? a opponent as meat. So funny, the crazy yeah. opponent as meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Gosh. And 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 Terry, man. I mean, in his older age, he was always like uh, evolving the different 
like he evolved like the hardcore division there with ECW, man, and oh, and yeah. wow, yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, he had some really good matches there. I was surprised he. I found the match with him versus uh, Tommy Rich. I think that was like, the first time ever they faced off. Which is Tommy Rich. I asked him about it. He played his didn't his uh, butt work through most of the match. Mhm. And and, uh, and even his, his older older age. I mean, he was doing moon salts and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's amazing that he would do moonsaults, especially with his, uh, the condition of his knees. And, like, he would do moonsaults on chairs in some matches. Like, yeah. just wild. <laughs> right. I mean, he had no fear. <laughs> yeah, he would, um, I heard he would be into Terry Funk mode and, like, some sort of, uh, fight mood for and he would just, you know, do anything. And uh, I liked his antics ringside when he would, like, chase uh, photographers and cameramen around with, like, the branding. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I remember one time he, he lit his Brandon iron on fire, and uh, he accidentally caught the ring apron on fire. <laughs> and it started flaming up. Oh, wow. Like, oh, That's my God. Crazy. <laughs> I they, there was a photographer that I saw that you and uh, from GXW and like he got like Sabu's chair thrown at him and definitely wasn't happy about it. But it was just interesting to see uh, ringside people get attacked like like a Terry Funk right. with uh, Sabu. Huh. Imagine me at the time. Imagine me that time. Uh, a video I saw of the ring announcer. Uh, Taking the Terry's cowboy hat and putting it on, and Terry started beating the crap out of him with bull rope. Now <laughs> <laughs> taking his hat. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. <laughs> Classic. I got a name to throw out there. I got a name to throw out there. Sure. I want to know where this where this cat's been. Uh, Tyson Tomko. Tyson Tomko. That's a good question. Wow. Uh, I just happened to come to my mind when y'all were talking. I'm like, where has that cat been? Like, some of them we know where they've been, like uh, Palumbo. Palumbo opened a bike shop and and made custom motorcycles and this and that and and works on them and all that. Okay, yeah, that's cool. He's really gone off the grid, hasn't he? Tyson Tomko, wow. Yeah, I mean, I just thought about that when you were talking about – because I remember – him, uh, you know, I know he got in trouble a few times for I don't know what, but then all of a sudden he, they they gave him a huge push and then pff, he disappeared. Yeah, I'm, I, one of the funniest promos I saw him in was him and Christian, where Rick Christian was about to throw a rap, right? And he told Tomko, <laughs> said Tomko, he said Tomko, give me a beat, and Tomko just looked at him and says, no. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Oh my god. Yeah, y'all made me think of that. And I don't know why, but y'all made me think of it. that guy. I was like, Thomas and Tomko, man. You, you know, I, I saw him when Benoit one time coming to a, um, they're driving into a uh, WWE Raw show one time, right? And mm. 
they do saw a bunch of people around, right? And they're coming in, but it didn't dawn on them that one of them was babyface and one of them was heel, right? So they stopped the car, <laughs> backed up, backed up. And then uh, when they came back around, you saw only saw one of them driving the car, right, to the building. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's how, that's that's how strong funny. kayfabe was. You know what I mean? Oh, kayfabe yeah. was still strong. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool for them to you know, keep that alive, you know. It needs to be. It needs to come back. There's a lot of things that need to go back in the in the in the, in the box that people don't really don't need to know. And I'm sorry. And they. Yeah. You know, and plus, only that keeping keeping the business alive. That's how you keep it alive. I mean, come on. All right. You know these these youngins have no clue whatsoever. You know what happened to the brotherhood and the family and the. Half of them kids don't care about their own selves half the time. If you look at them, See. talk to them, you're like, hmm, good Lord, where did you come from? You know, that's, I, just, I don't like it. That's the part of business I don't like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why it's important a lot of veterans should take the time to teach teach the younger generation because, you know, we're not, we're not going to be around forever, you know what I'm saying? And, no. It's such a lost And you know art. what? But here's the thing. The younger generation needs to shut up and listen, though. That's what oh, really totally. Need to do. Some of, some of me to be told, like when we were kids, I got whooped. I turned out okay. You know, I didn't get yeah. set in a corner with an iPad or a cell phone or, or the TV. Right. I was to go outside and play. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad I went through what I went through because it, it makes you exactly. a better person. You know what I mean? It does make you a better person. It also makes you respect me more. And, and take the time to learn things, and, and that—that's the only thing I'm getting at. These kids got right. so much stuff, and they can look up so much stuff. Okay, you looked up 17 moves. There ain't no way you can do those 17 moves today. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. And then, if <laughs> they want to know why they got to learn, they got to learn what they learn when they go to a wrestling school. Well, why do I got to learn when I jump off the top rope? And when right. I hear that, I go, it'll be a long time when you can get to that. And oh, go, yeah. Man, come on, man. You know, so. Oh, my God. I, I remember when I, I first started business, I was doing headlock takeovers forever until I went to my next <laughs> learning session. <laughs> we, we did We did hip tosses and arm drags for two months. Mm-hmm. Until everybody in the class that I was in could land their combinations to get their combinations, everybody in the class had to land perfectly on all their combinations of arm drags and hip tosses for the for that whole day. If they didn't, right. they were doing it again the next time we were at training. I'm like, come on, guys, <laughs> y'all killing me. Hey, get to where you do it. You are doing them in your the sleep, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the thing was, I was the smallest guy in there, and I'm getting chucked to the moon. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh God, you 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 kidding? I couldn't gain a pound to save my life because I was still training collegiately, right? While being trained oh, professionally, yeah, yeah. And, right. and and you train like tra- track star. You know, anybody's trained oh, amateur wrestling. I did, I did do all that running, cardio. I know. Yeah, oh my God. So, so I, I couldn't gain weight to save my life. So I'm, I'm so much leaner than everybody else. I'm much bigger than I am. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Good lord. 
Exactly. I was just small to begin with. I mean, I wasn't a big guy to, to start off with, and I, I could work. And you know, and I had, when I got Susie, Susie, you know, first thing came to her mind. I don't care what you saw on TV last night. I don't care what you did yesterday at your show. Forget it. So she broke me down and right. brought me back, and that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, well, exactly, and you and had then, you had that advantage over a lot of them because you had that little center of gravity. You know, Pat Tanaka oh, yeah. had to. You know, he he we went through the same thing, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't as as bigger as the others, but he used his size to his advantage, and it was that's why he was like massive certain things, like the the uh, like the standing power bombs. Basically, when when like, right. he would catch a guy trying trying to leapfrog him and and go straight to a power bomb because he's already there. He just grabs him. Exactly. Takes him yeah, down. Yeah, he just landed in a perfect spot. <laughs> it, it, yeah, had, so good for him, you know. I mean, I did a lot of the things in the beginning, like the tilt world head scissor takeover. I did that. I did her. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah, know, that's a sweet move. God, those are sweet. And then, uh, and then I did uh, a lot of uh, monkey flips out of the out of the ring. I mean, out of in, out of the corners, monkey flipping a nice. bigger guy out of the corner. You know, and they were like, "Holy cow, right. that's great!" You know, how do you do that? You know, I tell them, you know, it's all about per, uh, positioning, and you know, I would tell the fans, you know, it's all about doing it, being at the right place at the right time, and just going for it. <laughs> that was always my line. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but uh, and, they man, and, and, and you know, the flying head scissors, man. Uh, I, I swear, yeah. I could do those forever. I mean, those were so much fun to do. You know, what I mean, fun. those old school flying so head scissors. Fun. Exactly. Oh yeah. I used to do the. I used to get caught, like if I'd go to do it. If they were standing in the corner, and I'd get them in the head center, yeah. and they were gonna like chuck me. Then I'd spin around and catch the other rope, and then flip them. <laughs> oh man! They were you like, don't, you don't do see that? much of that anymore, you know. No, exactly. You know, they catch you, they go to spin you off, and then you grab the yeah. top rope, and then flip them over, and then you land oh, on your yeah. feet. My thing was, I would land on my feet. They get up, I drop kick them. Oh, nice! And they were like, "What are you doing?" They were like, "I said this is this is my routine. Uh, this is, you know, this is where I make a, make a quick cut. You know, this is my hope spot, and you know, I'm doing the thing." <laughs> Great stuff. Man. They were like, "Oh, yeah." yeah. I mean, it's just That's fun. Amazing. I mean, it was fun when you're when you were small. When I was a lot lighter, and I'm still not that big, but I'm just saying, you know, when you're a lot lighter, you can run around, you can run the ropes. Do things. Oh, I've, I've, but, I've I mean, seen I kept you still go, man. man. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you still go. Shoot. I have fun, man. You know what? That's what it's all about. I'm hoping to be able to do something this, hopefully either this year or next year. I miss so much time. Oh, I'm watching the show. I'm, I'm hoping I'm there, man. I really hope I'm there because I, I want to see you do your thing, man. I really do. Oh, no, you're going to be there. You're going to be a part of it. You know, we're getting ready. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, matter of fact, we get ready. Okay, popcorn matter of fact, Adam, Adam, you might be in it. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, you don't need no popcorn. You better put that down. <laughs> I'll bring but, it, I'll uh, bring it in the ring with me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you uh, you, you want butter or not? Dorothy? Great. Great, right? You bring it to the ring. <laughs> Make sure Dorothy's I'll get, got her I'll too. get Dorothy. She likes the butter popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We are. Uh, Adam, Adam, we've got, we're, we're getting our stuff, our ducks together at, at Battleground. So Adam got the promoter license. He's telling, uh, he'll start telling people in the next couple of weeks to go ahead and get their license because we're going to finalize the deal hopefully with Holy City. 
So Sweet. And we'll, uh, we'll have a spot. I mean, they're paying. They, they're paying. I'm the only person who's getting money out of these people during the wow. pandemic. They, I'm the only one they're that's, paying. That's awesome. So I'm taking it. I'm gonna take it and run with it. So yeah, hit a home run, man. Talk to the, yeah, I got to talk to the girl and then get everybody together and just get it all. But I can't I, until I'm done with again all this crap. I can't do anything this year. Uh, obviously, so I'll, I'm going to have some guest managers for my guys and stuff like that, and uh, you know, cool. bring in some other managers to do it. And I'll, I'll uh, commentate and I'll do interviews. Like we'll have a another spot to do interviews, things like that. You know, like they used to do in, oh, man. when Gino when used to stand on that side stage away from the ring and do. Those, yeah. We're going to do something. Yeah. We're going to do something like that. That they're, they're still out in the fans. But they're on a side, side thing. So we, Gene has like the best too. gig in the whole wide world, man. <laughs> oh my God, did you see? I did you see the thing online? Did you see the thing on? I think it was on Facebook. Somebody sent me. I have to send it to you. Somebody sent me the outtakes of Gene Overland doing interviews with like Kamala. Kamala was funny. Yeah. He comes out. Oh my God. And he goes. And Kamala goes. I don't speak English and I cannot read. <laughs> And then poor Ken Patera got picked on so bad okay, by uh, Bobby yeah. the Brain Heenan. Bobby Heenan. They, <laughs> Bobby Heenan ripped him a new one. I said I had to stop. I had to stop at that point. I was like, holy cow. But, uh, yeah. So I oh, my God. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, I please do. Uh, I, I can't get enough of Mean Gene, man. I love some Mean Gene. Mean Gene was Amazing. a trip, man. Hey, hey, yeah, hey Steve. Steve awesome. Hey Steve, are you there? Hey. Yeah, have, I'm here. Have you, have you, oh, that's cool. Have you ever seen some matches with Amazing Velvet? Yeah, yeah, I think I saw LA Tank, and I had to go back and watch more. But um, cool. Yeah, um, I like that Velvet's kind of like a Adrian Street throwback. Hey, <laughs> great. Go to go to my right. really amazing Velvet uh, YouTube channel, Steve. I got one of uh, uh, Tommy Feathers wrestling. This kid, this kid that quit my training, quit my training camp, and you can <laughs> see how bad he is. He's awful. Awful. He's oh, okay. yeah. bad. That's um. That's one thing I should probably look into is like finding out which. Well, like, what are the bad examples? I think Todd was asking about that, the Black Society, on your show, about oh yeah, who to who to see and not be like. Oh, uh, kind of those guys are awesome. Right yeah, those guys are awesome. Dementia Thirteen's awesome. Um, I got to find some matches with them. I think I got one. I, what I did is I found a whole bunch of my old tapes that came across. And I'm gonna slowly put them on YouTube. I just did a couple off the phone because they're on eight millimeter on a camera. I'm taking all those tapes and getting them put on a flash drive and DVD. That way I can download them on the computer and do it quicker and get them on my YouTube channel. And then um, I'm gonna look for some others. I got a 
somebody's supposed to be sending me one of my best matches, and I just I got to get this guy off his can and to give it to me. So, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good to get some videos up because. But you get I, you, you know, definitely got to come down when I you definitely got to come make that trip down when if we start again. You got to come to a show. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to check. You'd be one like, out. okay. Um, You'd be like, okay, y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have um, fun, and, and, and true, I'll tell you that we have fun. Oh yeah, it's always a so. No, oh, you were talking about you were talking about getting your matches up. Um, are they on? Ta- are they on like tape or are they? Uh, yeah, they're on um, a tape. They're on an eight millimeter tape that came off a camp. That, that came- Somebody stole my camera years ago, and I thought I lost all my tape. So I happened to come across them like a month ago, and I put them in a safe spot, and then my brother, my youngest brother, actually had an 8 millimeter camera sitting at his house. I said, oh, can I borrow that, please? So I started looking at my tapes, and I have full shows on these tapes. So, I mean, I've had some people like I've had Wardell Walker. Uh, I had, uh, uh, what's the guy, uh, uh, the Funkster, Alan Funk. I had him on a show. He's on one of those tapes. Nice. Um, there's a few other few other people on there. I have a Michael Devine on there as Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> so <Nice. laughs> a younger Michael Devine, put it that way. I think that was like ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere between somewhere between ninety seven and two thousand. Some of those matches were. So yeah, we had some um, good times. And don't listen I mean, to the commentary, because the commentary <laughs> was bogus. It was, it was a buddy of mine just, just talking a bunch of – he has a sign that says, uh, teabag him, Velvet. He tried to get me to break character, which he did. He would hold that sign oh. up to the announce table. I'm like, you're oh my wrong, God. dude. <laughs> but the one I want to – there's another one I want to get up there. Is the last <clears throat> the first and only time I shaved all the hair off my body. I will never do that again. That's all. <laughs> it was like 40-year-old version. Yeah, and then I did the last man standing match, and I'm like, I'll never do that again after shaving. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, we had some mm. fun. That was, that was fun time. That's awesome. And uh, you, know who, uh, you, know who, uh, you know who Mike Nova is, right? Stro. Mike Nova? Mike Nova? Yeah, yeah, okay. His real name is Brady Nimmons. He's a cop in Columbia, South Carolina. Right. Got him. He was in a faction called JBE on our show, Jess Bradley Enterprises. He was a part of them. Cool. Right after he left WCW. Oh, right on. Yep. Yep. He was regular with us, too. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, I was going to ask her, like, did you work with Terry and WCW or other promotions? Uh, and uh, I know you. I'm sure you worked with them, but I just wanted to know if you were working there when he was working WCW or other places. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember one time, uh, Rick. <laughs> Rick was telling me. He says. Uh, he says he was laughing so hard at Terry because Terry was cussing at him. In the ring, and and was making Ric Flair laugh, 
and, and Rick was like, please, please, for the there? love of God, please keep Terry Funk away from me. I can't move. <laughs> he's laughing so hard, his ribs hurt. Oh, my God. <laughs> he made Dusty. He made Dusty laugh one night. Dusty and Terry would have a match, and and somehow Terry grabbed the microphone. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And Terry was like, you know, I respect everyone in this wrestling business. I even respect that banana nose Ric Flair, but I can never <laughs> stand you, Dusty Rhodes, you big fat whale. And then Dusty's covering his face, about to lose it. He's about to die laughing. Oh my god! And they, it took him forever to start the match because Dusty was just laughing so hard in the corner. <laughs> Terry was great, man. Never a dull moment with Terry, man. But yeah, Terry was always cool. Matter of fact, he, he's so funny. One time, he's he's walking the, down the hallway, right, getting ready for his match, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm I'm overhearing him saying, "I don't know why these people keep wanting to bring me back." I have to take pills to freaking walk. <laughs> I'm going. I can't wait to go back home to somebody that loves me. <laughs> now that's funny. Oh, Terry, that's too funny. much. I love Terry. Yeah, Terry's great. Trip, man. Him and Norman Smiley got drunk one night after the show. Oh Lord! And uh, I would love to see that. It, they were swapping cowboy hats and talking about planning a family get-together and what they were going to bring to the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Funny. I was dying. That's funny. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> that is great stuff. Oh, I was yeah, nothing but love. No. I was yep. listening to Terry and Mandy Fernandez doing this uh, interview and like Terry said oh, yes. I think they were talking about the the price of the dollar in other countries and Terry was like I want to start a revolution and have uh, Manny Fernandez in charge of it this is pretty funny like their, uh, banter did you hear the story that Terry was saying when he was with Manny that story about him and Dusty driving back home from a show one night, and they were like really tired, and they had this uh, little micro wrestler in the back seat from the show, <laughs> and they start they put their thinking caps on, and they took the cowboy boots off and put their beer bottles in the cowboy boots to give the micro wrestler some extension, so he could like drive while Dusty and Terry could be in the back relaxing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And he said, and he said, somehow that little guy made his way home back home. <laughs> oh, it's that's funny. And, and Manny's that's like rolling. Good. He's like he, Manny's in tears laughing when Terry's doing the story next to him. <laughs> but it's it's all the interview that they did together, the one you're talking about. Uh, I need to mm. go back and. Finish it, but yeah, that's a funny story. I could, I could see somebody doing that with Hornswoggle, except Hornswoggle would be the one drinking most likely. <laughs> yep. Well, that happened to me. That happened to me with the elves when I was playing Santa up north. We were coming back. <laughs> that's the story. We're, we're yeah. coming back from a Christmas so I party. It, I'm in the back. I'm, I'm in the back seat dressed as Santa with the toys, bag of toys, and and they're all dressed as elves in the front, drive in the front. 
seat, and evidently we were going too fast, and the the policeman pulled up behind us, and they, we pulled over, and they're huddling up like a like football for a game plan, right? <laughs> like what we're going to do, right? So they rushed out of the car, holding their butts, yelling "fire ants, fire ants!" Right? And the police officer doesn't know what to do, right? And uh, he doesn't <laughs> see me. I'm still in the back seat, dressed as Santa with the toys, you know. So I come out and I ask the officer, "Is everything okay?" And he turns around and he looks at me, right? <laughs> he just looks at, stares at me, and says, "Santa," and I'm thinking in my head, "Oh my God, I got to work this, right?" So he just, "Yes, it is I, Santa Claus." And what would you like for Christmas, Mister Officer? And he said he wanted a little transistor radio for his uh, little boy, right? And it just so happened I had one of those in my bag of toys in the back seat. Ah the party so I, I took the radio out gave it to him and said Merry Christmas ho 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 told him I said Merry Christmas right to his son and he freaks out he, this police officer is jumping up and down says thank you Santa thank you Santa rushes into the squad car and takes off <laughs> and all the hell just looks at me <laughs> like what just happened here you know and needless to say I end up taking the elves back home the rest of the way <laughs> that night <laughs> so Oh my that's god. Funny. Trem- oh, that's great. Tremendous. Stuff. Tremendous. Tremendous. Some stuff you awesome. just can't make up, I tell you. No. It's- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like my stories with Hecker. You can't make that up. I would get your butt killed. <laughs> oh, Hector, man. I love man, I love Hector, man. Uh, what a great guy. I called him I the whole family's cool, man. Called him- the the Guerrero family. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. I called him. I was down there for spring this weekend for a couple of games, and I told him I wish I had time to come by and see him. But uh, he freaked out when I called him because I forgot to call him during the day, and I called him after the late game, and I called him like uh-huh. nine nine thirty. He freaked out. He goes, "Chicken, you okay? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm just telling you, I'm down in Florida. I didn't. I didn't have time to come see him. He's like, oh, oh, oh okay. I thought something was wrong. I said, there ain't nothing wrong, man." <laughs> what is this dog? Oh doing? man, he's great. Dog opened your man. door, there, buddy. <laughs> yep. The dog opened the door to the bathroom. That's funny. Wow. Crazy, crazy dogs. Yeah, there's. I'm telling you, a lot of these dogs are smarter than we are, man. Yeah. These dogs in my house are. That's for sure. They're 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 working us. <laughs> wasn't, yeah, it, uh, yeah. wasn't it an egg sucking dog, was it? No. <laughs> yeah, egg sucking dog. Egg sucking dog. <laughs> no. I uh, I like that uh, when I like that when uh, Eddie Kingston came into AEW and he was challenging Cody. He he uh, asked if he was an egg sucking dog or an egg sucking uh, female dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's great. I love the bits every now and then He's where funny. um uh, Moxley will give like Terry Funk tributes in certain ways, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, yeah he does. Even in whether it be promos or in the ring, he'll give certain bits of Terry Funk. You can see bits of Terry Funk in a lot of stuff he does. Definitely. Awesome. Um I wish um I did I did like seeing him have a segment with uh Terry and uh, WWE leading up to the Brock Lesnar match. Even though the match wasn't what he wanted, it was kind of cool seeing him uh, 
with Mick Foley and Terry Funk uh, leading up to it. But, um, you know what? You know what I wish would have happened that match? Seriously? Uh, and What's God that? knows, I mean, the, the creative, you know, they get paid more than I do up there. But <laughs> I would have loved, like, right before he would start using that barbed wire bat, I would love, like, Terry Funk to just appear out of nowhere and just hand Moxley the bat to use on, you know, Lesnar. That would have been right. freaking great. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would have been, been great. Tremendous. Just having this have here and here. It would have been tremendous that he did it in that match against Kenny Omega. Yes. Yes. Because, like, what, uh, two weeks prior to that, Dory Funk Jr. was on the stand. Right. And you had Greg Valentine so in the stands, too. Remember, remember you had Greg Valentine yep, in the stands? Yep. Doc Collar match? Yep. Right. Yeah, I was glad. That was great. Uh, I was glad to hear that Greg was enjoyed the uh, dog collar match. Uh, Brody Lee talked oh, about that, that in his last interview. Um, that was great. That was one of their best. Yeah, it was. In the uh, interview that he, Brody Lee gave on the Unrestricted podcast, he said that Terry Funk was one of his favorite wrestlers. So I think that would have been one of my dream matches for sure. That that was. No. Oh God! Yeah, oh, I would, I would love to sing that. Oh gosh! But like, for, especially for this uh, the the match with Omega and Moxley, being cool to have uh, well, they had Onita there. Be cool to have the Anita and like Terry Funk maybe at ringside or something. Oh, that would be great. Or, God, that'd be tremendous. That would have been tremendous. You know that would have been that would have been good because then they could have took it they could have uh, beat up the Good Brothers and got them out of the out of the match because I thought the match was good up to that <laughs> yeah. point. You know they would have. I mean, they you know they've been down for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Take a good bat swing or a Terry Funk punch. Oh God, that'd been great. Man, good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh Terry. Oh uh, Terry, man. Yeah. Hey, I tell you, this, this has been great. This is fun, fun tonight, man. Sharing these Terry Funk stories it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I really All like the other um, stuff too. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I, I wish I asked Terry Lawler about Terry Funk because, like, I love hearing about uh, the empty arena match. Oh yeah. Like, where you screen my eye. <laughs> Lawler loves he loves Terry Funk man the king does he loves Terry Funk oh god he thought the world of him man it's like um, it's like today we have uh, Kevin Owens same as Zane but it's like Lawler and Funk they just fight forever oh totally yeah totally Mm-mm-mm. great good stuff. stuff man hey um do you have uh, you guys anything you guys like to plug while we're here? Other than my wife snoring. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pro wrestling interviews this Sunday. We'll have one half of Diverse Effect. It'll be Big Game James will be on the show this Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Nice. And. Uh, 
Nice, uh, man. Yep, check it out. How how's Big Game James it's, doing, man? He's doing well. He's, he's just, you know, it's it's frustrating when you when you uh, you're a teacher and you got some kids in and some kids still home and you got to do both in school and you have to do Zoom. It's hard. My wife has to do it. My sister oh, has wow. to do it. They hate it. He's very what? and it's hard because he's got band and it's hard to do the band Zoom and in school and then he also teaches chorus which is both they got to send in stuff, you know, like auditions for different things. And if some of them mm-hmm. are in school and some of them aren't, it's hard. So he's been he's, yeah. all the teachers are frustrated here. And uh, they, they want the, you know, the whole, they're all fighting for the kids to come back, back in the fall, you know, and, or maybe after spring break because they're tired of the right. Zoom thing and doing teach the class at the same time. It's hard to do both. So, yeah, yeah that's well, where I'm they, hoping that's things will get better, but they right can't do, make it happen, you know. Yeah, they need to make it happen. The kids need the kids were in a bubble to begin with, and you took them out. They were safer in where they were at. If you'd have left it all right. alone in the beginning, it wouldn't have spread as as fast. But yeah. you know, what do we know? You know, as parents, we're we're that's done. Right. We don't know them. But uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll clear up soon. You know, because we need to. We need to get some some sort of normalcy, you know, like like Steve, where Steve works and I've worked. You know, he's probably the he's probably the healthiest person out there. I mean, I worked in groceries for thirty years. I've touched so much nasty stuff in my life at a grocery store. I probably was immune to a lot of things because of working in grocery. Right. So anybody who works with the public and works in that kind of industry, more than likely, have already caught something a long time ago and already built up a tolerance because you work in that industry. So that's true. Just saying. So yeah. yeah Steve, that's, that's I know big Steve game James. Stuff to plug. Yeah, big game. Big game James. James. Sunday night, yeah, right? Ten p. Nine p.m. Nine p.m. Yep. Okay. Love that guy. guy. He's gonna be fun. Oh, that should be great. Steve, what you got, buddy? I'm taking Papa Show's line. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> I don't have many plugs. I, I do look forward to the next pro wrestling reviews. Uh, so, um, did have a did have a comment earlier. I wanted to mention the I used to watch the Sabu barbed wire match in ECW on DVD. Man, that was crazy. Like Sabu like tore up his bicep in that match. Mm. I saw Terry Funk versus uh, I think it was like Shane Douglas on XPW and like he. I think he, like, cut his arm with, like, broken bottles. It's crazy what Terry would do in his advanced age, like, the matches he played. Mm. And, Same. Um, I heard a... Well, those, heard those Mick, guys roll heard school, a, man. Mick, heard a Mick talk about Terry and how um, he wanted to know the secret of Terry Funk and, and basically, like, he found out, like, working with Terry that Terry just... Hits you as hard as he as he can. There's no uh, there's no secret. He just just hits you hard. It was just funny the way Mick was talking about it. How um he like thought there was a secret to Terry Funk's punches. No, they just it hurts. They're coming. You're right. They're coming. <laughs> Be ready. 
And, and for Mick to say that, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Absolutely. I think the, the New Age Outlaws, I think the New Age Outlaws even talked about it, like how Terry Funk was, he would lay it in. And when they were wrestling with, with him and the Attitude Era. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I would say him and also uh, Ronnie Garvin would really throw some haymakers. I mean, personally, being in the ring with him. Because uh, right. I, I remember uh, my first match with Ronnie Garvin afterwards, like, no wonder this, they call this guy the handsome stone. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. You'll come back to um, Sure. Did you ever? Did you ever um, talk to Terry Funk or any of the wrestlers about West Texas State? Uh, about, about what again? I'm sorry. About the the West Texas State, the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they mentioned it quite a few times. Yeah, because it's just it's interesting to me that. There's so many wrestlers that came out of there. Stan Hansen and Tito Santana, Manny Fernandez, oh, yeah. Terry Funk. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. <laughs> yeah, didn't uh didn't um the Blanchard come from there too? I think so. West Texas State. It, it, him and so. um Yeah, you're right. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Bruce Brody. Dusty, yeah. Ted DBS, right. Bobby Duncan. Bobby Duncan, that's right. Sure, the do when you wow. were wrestling uh when you were wrestling Greco Roman, did you have any like school rivalries? School rivalries. Well, mainly when I was doing the Greco Roman thing, it was like the USA freestyle Greco Roman circuit. So I mean and there was a few rivalries in, like the different places I went to from state to state, right? But uh, he did Steve. He yeah. did something like an AAU type deal. Okay. Which was a started, which was associated with when it associated with USA Wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was it. So yeah. Awesome. That was that was I was something I tried to get to, but I got stuck in high school. I couldn't play sports because they found out about my spine and my back, and they said nope. So by the time I became right. a senior, I had to quit wrestling and quit playing football. So well, that, I found I, I found a cool thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I found a cool thing about freestyle though. You can do spine busters and freestyle as long as you <laughs> hang on to your opponent. So I, I was really well, happy about you know, that. You know, you can and you could and you could also. I seen <laughs> one where a guy uh, did a t almost a t bone suplex on a dude. Guy had yeah. him almost on the front face right. lock, and he and he grabbed him <laughs> and he just said and chucked him. I'm like, holy crap. Right. Like, alrighty then. <laughs> Where was yeah, that at? Yeah, freestyle was fun. <laughs> freestyle was fun. Yeah. I, I told the kid. I, I had a bunch of people ask why did why didn't my kids get into amateur wrestling? I said because they'd come in like uh uh what's what's the tag team? Oh um oh what was it the ones uh that came out with the tables? Not the Dudley Boys. The other Dudley. Oh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Yeah, Mike. I said, Mike, kids are coming. Lottie, dottie, dottie. We like the potty. Set a table up and powerbomb somebody through it at uh, wrestling practice. Or, or they would go. They'd see him. You know how you get down. You know how you get in the first position and the person down on all fours. I said, Mike, yeah. kid, my, one of my kids would probably do a circle, walk around him, and then kick him right in the gut. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's tremendous. Oh, that's great. Through, See, um, the, like the Greco, the Greco Roman was, was that was very similar cool. to like the the, the sumo style, because you know in sumo wrestling you must must their upper body to push each other oh, off yeah. the mat. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they're mostly chest arms. Mhm. Um, before you before you wrap up, do you have Your a legs, Dory Funk story? Leverage. A Dory Funk story? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, his brother, Dory Funk Jr. Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh man, I, I, uh, I saw, I saw him wrestle live um, against, uh, I think it was Jack Briscoe one night, and uh, and this, and I, I swear, it was like one of the greatest scientific wrestling matches I ever seen live. Hands down. I mean, I couldn't believe some of the counters that these guys were countering out of, you know, at the time, right? And uh, matter of fact, it was uh, it was it was that match and watching Hanson and Brody were the matches that inspired me to be want to be a professional wrestler, actually, because I, I was a big Hanson Brody fan, and and also um, after watching Dory Funk Jr. and Jack Briscoe, man, just do their thing. I just uh. I decided then, you know, that, you know, I'm someday, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right. But yeah, Dory Funk Jr. was a tremendous uh, counter wrestler and had one of the best uppercuts I've ever seen. Matter of fact, oh, for the longest time, I, 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 I wanted to do an uppercut just like Dory Funk Jr. because I did. Yeah, I thought he had the greatest ever, and I saw Regal doing his uppercuts too. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a beautiful move. Then I got Cesaro doing those pretty ones, man. Oh my gosh, what a great move yeah, that is! Cesaro. I love when he throws the guy in the air and he up, he catches him mid uh, mid fall. Oh. oh my god, it is the thing of beauty. But you he's know so what strong for his size. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know what else is lost in this business? That the Funks could do and the Briscoes could do and a few others, the catchers catch can style. Mm-hmm. Dory Dory Funk Jr. was like probably the best at that, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard Terry. So go out there and do your thing. I heard Terry so, say that MMA used to be what wrestlers used to do, like his dad Dory uh, Senior. It's pretty interesting. Right. Like, I I would hear that, but. It's like it seems like it's not as it's not as uh, ground focused as it used to be. Even though there's Josh Barnett's blood sport, but and you know you have in the '90s, so it's just interesting well, back uh, the, well, how back combat then, oriented it really, was. Yeah, well, back then there was several rules, and um, they abided by them, and that's why there was a lot more grappling and a lot more. Uh, submission in, in, in the catcher's catch can style back then, you know, and, it, and, and that's what Bruno was. If you look at Bruno, Bruno had to change to what the modern thing was coming around a, a little bit, you know, with certain things that he did, but he was the guy that did that, that catcher's catch can style. Right. You know? Right. And uh, and that's how, you know, a lot of those guys had broken, broken collarbones and arms that were you know, barely hanging on half the time, or legs, 
because that you know a lot of times they had to they had to get in there and go for real. You know? See, that's a lot of times why I stuck with pro wrestling. Because I, I dabble with that with the UWFI, right, training. And uh, nope. but, but back, back back then, it wasn't as consistent as it is right now. Now. And pro wrestling back then was more consistent than that. Because they would have a show like once in the freaking blue moon was wrestling was like all the time. So right. I kind of wanted to all stay right. more active. Exactly. Right. And, and, and exactly. with the MMA stuff, it... MMA stuff, it'll, it'll take years off your career, too. No, you <laughs> you too much of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Somebody always asked me, somebody asked me when it first started coming out, and I was like, you want to do that? I went, hell no. Nope. <laughs> I said, first of all, but it's, you're it punching was, me in the face. Was, I, <laughs> right, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, I learned, of course, I learned a lot that helped me out with the you know, pro wrestling, you know, like submissions and all that sort of thing, and right. striking and Right. But man, it, it, it's it's brutal stuff. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, and I, I, told I, I, I got respect for anybody in that sort of field. Oh, I do too. But I told him somebody in my weight class they gonna punch me in the face. And I said I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Rick Flair. I'm gonna be the dirtiest player in the game. Trust me. <laughs> nothing sacred then. Nothing's gonna be sacred, brother. I'm sorry. You trying to kill me? Right? <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you for you get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and they were like, oh, well, man. You can't, yeah. they kept saying, well, you can't do that. There's rules. Hell no, you punch me in the face. There ain't no rules at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's why I told them, I said, I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd hurt somebody. I'd take their arm over the top of their head, and they'd scratch their butt from the top of their head down to their butt that way. <laughs> and they were like, what are you talking about? I, I need said, to learn to do that. God, so there's times I wish I had that problem. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. But uh, I, dude, I ain't got time for all that mess. Punch me in the face. Nope. <laughs> Steve, what you, I'm sorry, Steve. What are you going to say? Um, <laughs> I had a couple questions. Uh, since Velvet's talking about fighting dirty, did you ever see any Greco uh, Roman guys go crazy and like start headbutting or, or striking? Oh, yeah. During a. Yeah. Every now and then you see them get heated and really uh, get yeah. aggressive on each other. Like uh, I've seen one time where they're trying to take a guy down and they're like bury their forehead in their chest or like oh, yeah. driving elbow, driving elbows with their collarbone or something. So just to, just to, just that sheer aggression, you know what I mean? For getting agitated with each other. And the thing is, they can get away with it as long as they're not choking them. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Especially if you do the cross face right, you can you can hurt them pretty bad on that alone. Oh Lord! Oh man! I know that um, I know that Pat I know that Pat Harrison was a fan of yours, but wait, were you ever on Gerald Briscoe's uh, radar as an athlete? Oh yeah, yeah. We we yeah. I, I've, we've talked a few times on. And the fun is we 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 got we got matter of fact when we first met each other we we were jokingly sparring with each other you know what I mean grappling we got both on a grappler stance you know what I mean <laughs> stuff like that and uh, yeah it was so cool because him and um, uh, Jack Briscoe man I, I've always had tons of respect for they were like some of my wrestling heroes growing up anyway and they were they were from um, where my mother's from Oklahoma too so. Yeah, it was great to finally meet them. And 
and national champions and national collegiate champions. Yeah. Right. Fact. They had that Briscoe were, body shop down good. in Florida for the longest time. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I remember. I remember he didn't talk about that. Is that where you buy your busted up car from? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who he asked that. That was so funny. He was down that body shop buying busted up cars from old Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> and and don't let Gerald fool you. That he, that he could go, man. He, he had that grip. He's got that grip on him, man. He'll grab you. Oh, I'd never discounted Gerald Briscoe ever. I watched from the from the time they got into the business when I started watching in the seventies and all through the eighties, shoot, I watched them like crazy. And you know, and the Fox mm-hmm. and the Andersons and everybody else in between. I mean shoot. Great stuff, stuff, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I had to I had to add earlier because uh, of course the funk history was the Briscoe, so I had to ask the Oh yeah. Question. What a rivalry they had through the years. Funks of the Briscoes, man. Just about every place they went and every organization they worked for, they were they worked each other. So that's something you can, you can that's something that they can, can be proud of. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> tonight's been fun, and uh, thank you guys so much. I mean, you you guys so make the show, and it was great to reminisce tonight about. The old memories and Terry Funk and everything has been pretty awesome. Um, I had a blast. Big shirt. I should have been in oh, bed, man. but I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with y'all, man. Uh, be sure to catch the archives tonight's show on uh, VOCNation.com. Just look for WCW Retro, the day's date. And uh, just look for uh, Talking Terry Funk on the arch- archives. And be sure to catch out. Next week's show, we'll have another special talk about another legendary wrestler to talk about, for sure. Um, and I'll be announcing that soon for everybody. But um, be sure to catch uh, in-ring interview uh, this uh, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right, Velvet? That's right. Uh, big Game James will be there. Pro Wrestling Interviews. Okay. Thank you, Steve. And uh, Big Game James is the guest, right? Have. Correct. Big game, James. Okay, great. Uh, don't miss that. And that'll be at 9 no. p.m. Standard Time. Absolutely. On, on um. And don't Block forget Talk what Radio. are you doing tomorrow night, sir? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I'll mention it one more time. Uh, the Stro Zone. Facebook.com <laughs> slash Stro the Maestro. Horror Sci-Fi Show. Midnight Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night. The feature will be the Monster Maker for the 50s. So please tune in. Nice. Yay. But I thank you guys. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all right. You guys are awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. You guys have a great Appreciate rest of you. week weekend. We'll see. And we'll see you next uh, Thursday night right here at WCW Retro. And let me get uh, shoot. Let's. Yeah, well, let's you, you the got NWO. the Japanese theme again. Oh, you want to hear the Japanese theme again? Yeah. That's my favorite Terry Funk theme. Yeah. Okay, let's cool. do it. Okay, let, let me let me pull it up real quick. Then we'll we'll close it out with some <laughs> Terry Funk. <laughs> here, here we go. Funny. All right. <laughs>